so hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I'm your anime expert as always, Jack Metcalf. And I don't know anything about anime. My name's Malcolm McLeod. And so for those just showing in, each week I select an anime series for Malcolm to watch and a number of episodes that best showcase that series' strength. And uh, last week's anime was Akira. Malcolm, how was it? I was great. Um, I mean, I thought it was a racing movie. It's, it has nothing to do with racing. Uh, it's, it has nothing to do with racing. There, there's some cool bike sequences. There's a really cool bike. Um, and we have a special guest, Kyle Bottom. Kyle, have you seen Akira before? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I used to own it on DVD. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not about racing. <laughs> no. It's about uh, telepathic kids. I think, yeah. <laughs> if I remember, yeah. remember correctly. Yeah, it's about <laughs> creepy children. Creepy children, incels, and uh, the beginnings of a new universe, and also, you know, post-war Tokyo fears, <laughs> and it's a lot of things. Oh, uh, I just got to say this one thing about Akira yeah. is, when I was like 10 years old, we used to go to Laser Tag, and uh, the Laser Tag place would play on a loop that scene where Tetsuo thinks he falls through the ground and his intestines burst out of his stomach. (laughs) And we remember seeing that and like, what is this? And and that's why Akira is a classic because that's basically what it told people. It's like, hey, hey people, anime isn't just for kids. Yeah, Uh, anime can be messed up. Oh yeah, we've and we've watched a lot of shows, but uh, this is our um, our youngest skewing show for sure that we're covering. So yeah, if you listened to last week's episode, you know we're covering the latest series in the long running Pokemon anime, Pokemon Journeys. And uh, on top of that, I'd like to announce that this is actually the first podcast in a trilogy where we'll be covering the Pokemon franchise. So on top of this week, we'll be doing Pokemon Detective Pikachu the movie. And to cap it off, we'll be doing our first manga-focused episode on Pokemon Adventures, Volumes 1 through 3. And uh, Malcolm and Kyle, what's your history with Pokemon? Uh, how familiar are you with it? Malcolm, you go first. All right, I'll go first. Uh, yeah, I mean, I remember Pokemon as a kid. I'm pretty confident I had the cards uh, for a little bit. Like, it feels like I might, might have been into it for like a month or two. And like, I remember like a show where there was like Ash and then there was Brock and then Misty, those three. Um, I don't remember anything about the show. Although like there was two characters that feel very familiar in the episodes we watched that I was like, I think I know who they are, but I can't tell you what their names are. Um, like I, I remember when I was younger also, was my mom probably, Rocket? was it? Was it Team Rocket? You know, the, 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 that's who I'm assuming. Cause those yeah, I assume. I'm, if you call it Team Rocket, I'm going to assume it's did they have a big R, Did they have big R's on their chest? Yes. Then it's Team Rocket. In <laughs> uh, the cat, and the cat that goes meow after every second. Meowth, yes. Uh, everyone's favorite cat, Meowth, the, the Pokemon who talks. And uh, wh- what about you, Kyle? Um, yeah, I, I remember watching the original Pokemon series when it was on TV. I think I was like in like the beginning of high school. So I was like technically a little too old to be (laughs) into Pokemon. Um, Or at least that's what we thought. But uh, yeah, I remember watching that series. Yeah. The one with like Ash and Brock and Misty team rocket. Um, In terms of the games, I Never got into the card game, and I only played a little bit of one of the later generations of, uh, like, I think it was for What's this DS, one? maybe? Okay. Which yeah. one was it? Because uh, I'm the expert here. 
I just want to see if I can guess which one. Yeah, all I remember is that I had like a fire pig. Oh, okay, Black, Pokemon Black. That's a yes. good one. Uh, I'm one of those weird hot take people where I think uh, Generation 5 Pokemon Black is actually one of the better ones. Oh, nice. Um, so, is yeah. that controversial for you to have said that? No, well, it, w- it was a... It was a generation that was basically a reboot. Pokemon Black was a game where you couldn't capture any Pokemon until you beat the main story. Or not, you couldn't capture any old Pokemon until you mm. beat the main story. So it was like kind of a reboot. It would be like an Avengers movie if you had all new Avengers that nobody knew. And you'd be like, hey, you must love these people now. These are the ones that you will love for the rest of your life now. So, you know, I thought it was great though. It, it had a surprisingly decent story too. Uh, as you can tell, folks, uh, I'm an expert. Uh, Pokemon is probably my favorite video game franchise. I was like seven years old when the cartoon came out. I quickly got the video games. Uh, I own pretty, I own every major game in the series. I played a lot of spinoffs. I'm wearing a Pokemon shirt right now. I just got it from the Pokemon Center uh, online. I'm wearing a Gengar shirt. Nice. Uh, I have a Gengar mask for my work. So, yeah, uh, I love this series. I, I definitely had my teenager period where I didn't play it much, but even then I would still be, you know, secretly buying the games. Um, there's just something about the character designs I just really love. And on top of that, it was basically Baby's first RPG. It's like a turn-based game, the main games are. So yeah, like that's what got me into like Final Fantasy and Persona and like so many other role-playing, game fan- uh, role-playing games that I really love. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a very foundational game for my whole like gaming history. Um, I guess neither of you really have too much affection for it, but uh, what what was your favorite Pokemon prior to this, uh, to watching these episodes? Was there a Pokemon that stood out for either of you? Um, I like uh, Blastoise because there's that, I don't know if you ever saw that video of, uh, there's an old YouTube video of a kid opening a pack of Pokemon cards and he gets a Blastoise. I, I haven't seen that. he loses his mind. But uh, I did start with Squirtle. I did start with Squirtle in Pokemon Red. So uh, I, I even own like a giant Squirtle plushie that was like, that's older than many, many, many people now. It's like 20, 24 nice. years old. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, Squirtle, Squirtle's the top. What about you, Malcolm? Is there any Pokemon that stood out for you? Uh, I'm trying to remember. I mean, I feel like I'm just, I'm really bad at the names of Pokemon. Uh, I feel like, because I'm like, it's also cliche just to be like Pikachu. Um, I actually really always had like a fondness for Snorlax and the fact that he shows up in these episodes was really fun to see. We, yeah, we got quite a bit of Snorlax. He, he appeared in two of the four. So yeah, we're good, good Snorlax ratio. He's, he's one of my faves too. Um, so anyways, let's get into the history of how the series became so huge. And uh, I'll warn you folks, this is the longest write-up I've ever written because there's a lot. Uh, we're not going to go quite into everything. I'm going to try and keep this focused on the anime. We'll cover the games more in the Pokemon Adventures episode. But it's, of course, important to talk about the origins of how this game even became so huge. So basically, Pokemon was created by Game Freak developer Satoshi Tajiri. He first came up with the idea in 1989. The Game Boy had just come out, and it had an interesting peripheral called a link cable that could connect two players' Game Boys. He was inspired by bug collecting as a child, which he enjoyed. And he thought it would be interesting if kids could play a game where they had monsters that they could collect, battle, and trade with. Uh, Unlike real bug fights, which ended in death, uh, Pokemon battles just end with the losing Pokemon fainting because Tajiri was against pointless violence. Uh, that's, that's how he put it. Uh, the game also has probably one of the most ridiculously clever and lucrative gimmicks of all time because each game in the series releases with two versions of the game. 
Uh, in Japan, this was red and green. Yes, there was a Pokemon green and it featured slightly different Pokemon, meaning you would need a friend with the opposite version if you wish to complete the Pokedex. Or if you were a rich kid, you would just buy, buy two versions and buy another Game Boy and trade with yourself. Uh, I guess neither of you did that. Uh, no. I, 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 am, I am a consumer whore. I do buy both versions because I'm insisting on completing my Pokedex. And I don't like the idea of trading legendaries because I want all of them. I, I don't just want their data. I, I want them in my box. So I still give <laughs> Nintendo my money. And I also have one version. I always have one version that's my main version and the other one where I like restart the story. Uh, again, like this game, these games are so replayable because yeah, you have- there, Is there only like one save file? Is that like- why um, Now there's Switch profiles on the Nintendo Switch, but prior to that, no, <laughs> because- uh, Money, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nintendo, yeah Nintendo knows, uh, not just Nintendo, the Pokemon company, because uh, for those not in the know, Pokemon is such a huge franchise that Nintendo had to create basically a shell corporation just to run the franchise. Uh, and yeah, the game took six years to produce. It released on February 12, 27th, 1996. And the games would go on to sell millions of copies. And on April 1st, 1997, an anime based on the game would release. While Nintendo had produced cartoons based on its franchises before, none would compare to the longevity of Pokemon. The series, as of this recording, has aired... Can you guess how many episodes the Pokemon cartoon has aired if it started in 1997? Both of you, give me a number. 600. Malcolm? I'm going to say 1,000. Malcolm, you are close. 1,127 episodes. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's crazy. Um, you know, it's, it's longer than One Piece. But anyways, one single episode almost derailed the entire franchise before it would even debut in the West. Uh, Malcolm, are you familiar with this one? I think Kyle already knows which episode I'm talking about. <laughs> you don't need to name the episode, Malcolm. Just, like, guess what, why it was infamous. Um, I actually have no idea. I have like, I'm trying to, uh, did they kill, um, did they kill someone? Is that what? They almost, they almost killed their viewers. <laughs> oh, is this, uh, they almost, uh, what is it? Um, flashing lights, right? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this, this is why my write-up is so long because this basically takes up an entire page. Uh, Electric Soldier Porygon, the 38th ep episode of the anime, aired on December 1st, 1997. And uh, narratively, narratively, it's un unspectacular, but one six-second sequence would make it one of the most infamous anime episodes of all time. In the episode, Ash and his friends end up being sent into a virtual world to stop Team Rocket from steal stealing Porygon, who's a virtual Pokemon that lives in cyberspace. And in the climax of the episode, Team Rocket unleashes what are called vaccine missiles, which Pikachu blows up with his electric powers. Nothing too unusual, of course. But unfortunately for Japanese children, the explosion Pikachu caused featured bright red and blue flashes with blinks at a rate of 12 hertz for six seconds. This caused a variety of symptoms in viewers. Most, in, most famously, over 600 children were sent to the hospital for seizures. And on top of that, newscasts newscast repeated this clip. They sent another 150 people into hospitals. Oh, insane. man. It's insane. That's crazy that they like didn't even. <laughs> they repeated the clip. It's something out of a Simpsons episode. Um, so actually, only one in four thousand people were affected by this. But given the Pokemon's anime's uh, massive popularity, 
It sure added it up. And it has the Guinness World Record for most photosensitive epileptic seizures caused by a television show. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I love that that's a world record. <laughs> they were like, we got to give it to them. For the, yeah. <laughs> that's like a world record you're not proud of. <laughs> yeah. And that will only ever be unintentionally beaten. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't imagine there there are that <laughs> it's it's ever going to get close but also like this changed the anime world it changed animation because um first of all the reaction was swift retailers removed pokemon videos from their stores nintendo stock fell five percent and the anime would go on for a four month hiatus and in addition various shots from the intro and ending in the show were altered to prevent another instance like this from happening and it also resulted in a series of guidelines being initiated for all animated programs going forward Flashing images, especially those with red, should not flicker faster than three times per second. If the image does not have red, it should still not flicker faster than five times per second. Also, flashing images should not be displayed for a total duration of more than two seconds. And stripes, whirls, and con concentric circles, I, that's the first time I've seen that word, should not take up a large part of the television screen. And on top of that, this is the real BS, uh, the Pokemon Porygon and his evolutions Porygon 2 and Porygon Z have never appeared in the anime since, despite it being Pikachu's fault. Wow. So honestly, we, we should have banned Pikachu. Yeah, they, did like they found a fall guy for Pikachu. They, they found yeah. a fall guy. You don't ban your moneymaker. <laughs> yeah. No, you, 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 you find a fall guy, exactly. And yet, against all odds, the Pokemon franchise survived. The anime premiered in North America on September 8th, 1998, and the games were released on the 28th of that month. And it was a massive phenomenon, to say the least. The games have sold, the original Red, Red and Blue have sold a combined 47 and a half million copies. It's right behind Super Mario Bros, which sold 448.2. And the anime is credited along with Dragon Ball Z for helping make anime mainstream in the West. And as we already touched on in our One Piece episode, 4Kids Entertainment handled the Western release of the series, and it basically made them what they were before a One Piece destroyed them. The 4Kids dub a Pokemon, despite all its weird censorship, though nothing compared to the other series they did, was beloved by an entire generation of kids. And one notable actress was, was Maddie Blaustein, who was the voice of Meowth. And she's actually one of the first trans voice actresses. Although um, she died in like 2008 over some like uh, stomach virus, which is really unfortunate. Um, and That's for, really sad. Yeah, no, yeah. she was like a pioneer. <laughs> she was a pioneer and she died like she was in Oregon Trail. Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who you died of dysentery. Uh, it's unfortunate, man. Uh, yeah, again, like Meowth was an iconic character. Um, her original voice, again, was, was fantastic. That's the thing. Like, we, we bashed four kids a lot for their handling of One Piece, but um, certainly the voice actors in that original Pokemon dub did a really good job, especially uh, Eric Stewart. He voiced uh, Brock and James. Mm. Um, so yeah, a lot, lot of quality talent, even with like some of the censorship they had to deal with. You were saying, yeah, what type of censorship? Do you um, know? It was basic stuff. Um, it was stuff like changing uh, the characters would get like rice balls, and the the cartoon would, would refer to them as jelly donuts. When what? They, yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Uh, they also cut a couple episodes. <laughs> Obviously, they they cut the one that killed, or not killed, but you know, gave kids seizures. Yeah. Um, there, were, there was also an episode that featured a warden who was like shooting at Ash. Um, there was one that was like a, a beauty contest where uh, the character James uh, puts on fake boobs. Uh, nice. 
So they, they were like, wow. we, we don't want to confuse uh, children. Uh, so yeah, there, there's also another episode. I didn't put this in my write-up, but there's another episode that also, um, it didn't even air. It was an episode that prominently featured an earthquake. And uh, unfortunately, before it was set to air, the, uh, the earthquake in Japan, and what was it, like 2011, that happened? Yeah. Uh, so they're just like, no, we are, we are not airing that. Uh, so yeah, I know this wrap has been a bit long, but one of the key things of the Pokemon franchise is the concept of generations. And basically a generation is a grouping of Pokemon games that separates them based on the Pokemon they include. So red and blue are the first generation, followed by gold and silver, which added 100 new Mons and was set in the region of Johto. Then Ruby and Sapphire, Diamond and Pearl, Black and White, which Kyle played, X and Y, Sun and Moon, and now with the current generation being Generation 8 with Sword and Shield. And the generations don't just affect the game groupings, it also affects the anime. Because every time there's a new generation, that means the current anime storyline story follows suit, with basically just Ash and Pikachu and Team Rocket being the only regular characters. And fans of the old school cast of Brock and Misty will be sad to learn that Misty left after the second generation, whereas Brock managed to last until Generation 4, thanks to the remakes of Pokemon games keeping him relevant. And Ash has since mostly paired up with a male and female companion uh, featuring the games, and he basically goes through the motions of the game's story, collecting badges and Pokemon, and trashing his previous monsters to make way for <laughs> new ones to buy. <laughs> this, this is, again, like, this is one of the most toyetic cartoons to ever exist. What was the word he used? Toyetic? Uh, toyetic. Huh. Huh. Uh, oh, you haven't ha heard of that term? Toyetic is just, like, a cartoon, basically, that, like, you know, if it's super toyetic, it means it's like, oh, there's so many things for children who's watching this to purchase. Right. And, uh, and when you have, you know, a franchise that has so many different monsters and is constantly adding new ones, it's like, oh, sweet. Hey, Ash no longer is using Charizard. Let's, uh, you know, buy a, buy a plushie or a card or a t-shirt of this new monster. Uh, it, yeah, what's so it's, it's just an excuse to just keep on making new merch, essentially. It, it's a great totally. way. So... So unfortunately, if, if you bond with a Pokemon in a certain series, uh, unless it's Pikachu, you're not going to see that one for a long ass time. And yeah, that brings us to Generation 8, which is the current anime series. Um, and what happened in the last one, a very unique thing in uh, Sun and Moon, Ash finally won a goddamn Pokemon League. And Whoa. that is my mom. Oh. Hey, I'm, hey, I'm recording a podcast. What's up? That was my mom. Keep that in. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, so in the last anime series, Sun and Moon, Ash finally won a goddamn Pokemon League. Um, he had lost, he had consistently lost the Pokemon League every single time for, for two decades. Shocking. And wow. The, the most egregious loss came in the previous, uh, in the generation before uh, Sun and Moon, X and Y, which is when Ash was in the finals. He was in the finals. It was just be, be one more match. And his Pokemon Greninja, who was a water type, lost to Charizard, who is a fire type. And the internet went wild. <laughs> shouldn't it, even be possible, guys. It shouldn't be possible, no. for God's sakes. I don't care if Charizard had a cool form in, in that show, um, Mega Charizard X, I don't care. Greninja should have won that. And uh, they rectified it though. Ash finally won a championship. <laughs> he got to be a winner. And so as a result, this is the first anime series with Sword and Shield. Um, or Ash gets to be on top. He finally gets to be a champion Pokemon trainer. And Wait, he, and is, is that the one that we're watching? This is the one we're watching. This is Champion oh, Ash. Nice. Yeah. And also another, another unique thing before we finally get into it, this is the first series to entirely feature original characters as Ash's friends. Uh, so yeah, let's get into this. 
So we Wait, what do you mean a, original characters? As, like, as in not from the games. Oh, okay. So, so this new character, um, Go and, and its family, uh, they, are, they are not characters from the video games. And also, also, I think we should point it out, Ash is not a video game character either. Yeah. So yeah, there, there's, there's quite a few original characters. And, and in fact, most of the other characters he faces in, in Champion Battles are also original, except for a few. Um, so yeah, it's, it's already been like 20 minutes. Let's, uh, let's cover it. Episode two. Um, the reason I didn't pick episode one was because it was basically, it's a fun episode. It's the origin story of Pikachu, where yeah. he's in fact a baby Pichu. And it's also a little origin story for our, for our new co-star, Go. Um, but yeah, I wanted to pick the one where, where Ash and Go become friends and they set off on this new storyline. Yeah. So this was Ash because uh, I felt like I was reading a different name. So, so yeah, I, I should point out, I, I got you guys to watch the sub and that's for one sole reason because, um, again, this is another localization change. Even now, for some reason, the dub doesn't use the Japanese soundtrack despite it being so much better. Mm. Uh, so I was like, yeah, it's like, why, they, they still have like elevator music as, as their main score for the, uh, for the dub. Um, yeah. So and the, well, there was a lot of Japanese names, like oh, the yeah. Snorlax was Cabby Gone or something like that. Right? Yeah. And that this yeah. Is make it really fun for Malcolm. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know if these are the, the names I remember. Cause I was remember like, as I was watching these, I remembered like, like, I was like, oh, I kind of remember the fish or I remember Snorlax or I remember like these, uh, you know, different character, I guess, Pokemon, these pocket monsters. Cause that was the other thing they kept calling them pocket monsters. Yeah. That's what they're called in Japan. Po Pokemon are called pocket monsters in Japan. That makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah, I couldn't tell you what the names were, but yeah, they named him in the subtitles. I think Shin, uh, Shintoro. Uh, uh, Satoshi, Satoshi, which is also, wow. I'm sorry, I really fucked that up. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But you know, as, as I just told you guys, that's also the name of the creator of Pokemon. So uh, that that was oh. that was a cool little cool little thing they did when they when they made the anime. They named it after the um, hero. Is the creator of Pokemon on the autism spectrum? Yeah, that's what people have said. That's I'm what not I've heard. Confirm, but yeah, it's there's so many of these old school rumors. Mm. I remember, like, I feel like as a kid hearing, like, wow, the, the guy who created Pokemon is our age, like, being, like, a nine-year-old person. No, no. <laughs> the world's richest nine-year-old. <laughs> yeah. That was the thing. They're like, yeah, it was the dad. The dad heard his stories, and, like, and that's what. <laughs> he spent his Pokemon money on a chocolate mansion. Yeah. <laughs> and no. it melted. It all melted, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but I, I like this first shot of the episode because it does reference the previous continuity of the sun and moon. It doesn't, it doesn't abandon it because uh, you do see Ash's championship trophy, which I thought was a really cool thing, at least for me, because I had watched uh, the last bit of sun and moon when it became clear that Ash was going to win. Mm. How old is Ash in this? Ash is eternally 10 years old. <laughs> eternally 10 years old. Yeah, because... <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say it's like that Simpsons aging, I guess, but like yeah. other. But it seems like characters around him age out of being ten years old, and he just kind of stays ten. No, years at, old. at least with Ash, kept like because like Brock and Misty have reappeared, and they seem the same age. <laughs> Ash just has like a disease that nobody tells him about. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, just keep him focused on these pocket monsters. I, I'll say this: there, there is some lore where there's like characters who are like three thousand years old. There's some wacky Pokemon lore that just like gets brought up and then never gets brought up ever again. 
I like that. Yeah, yeah. Because as as ten years, like being a ten year old, it's just one of those things where they're just like, yeah, you can just travel the world on a on a uh, was it with no companions, and uh, adults <laughs> will just talk to you as if you're another adult. <laughs> it's and you know the subsequent Pokemon games, they've been very clear not to specify the ages. Um, <laughs> now they're just kind of vague. They're like this character who looks a bit like a teenager is the, is the lead character, um, but yeah. Yeah, I also didn't realize Go was uh, like a boy for a while. I was like, oh, they're doing like something like fun, like, uh, you know, gender they, neutral they, character. I did think the character was non-binary when they were first introduced before um, before they appeared. But no, uh, Go, Go identifies as a he. Um, and he is voiced by, a, I'm not sure about his Japanese voice, uh, but he is voiced by, by a guy in the uh, dub. Yeah, but this like episode, the first one starts off with what... Uh, well, who was the? It was like some professor and Ash's mom, basically hopping into a car together and then taking <laughs> off. Oh, yeah, what's this? What's the story mom. there? Yeah, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, there's also Mr. Mime, who who again is a, is a returning regular. He's from the old school series, and uh, Ash has subsequently now used him in this current one. Um, so yeah, what what do you what do you think of Ash in, in this episode? In uh, in episode two. Yeah, in episode two. Yeah, he's he's good. He's likable. He's uh, you know, he's he's got he's got good enthusiasm, right? He's very excitable, and I, I like how he still gets surprised by Pokemon he owns. Yes, he runs into a Snorlax, and I'm like, you have caught a Snorlax before. He gets surprised. <laughs> multiple, he sees a Snorlax in this episode, and in the subsequent episode, he sees a Snorlax, and he still is like awed by it. It's like you caught one, man. You caught one like very early on in the in the series. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why I assumed it was just a different character and that, like, we were going to, like, meet Ash, like, when Ash was older. Like, I just didn't put together <laughs> that this was Ash. Except, like, I was like, oh, the hat's similar. So maybe this is, like, Ash's son or something like that. No, uh, he, and, he, changes uh, hat, he changes his hat every series um, because, again, you got to have something to sell the kids. <laughs> you need yeah. to Ash hat. I mean, there's that, yeah. I mean, he goes on that adventure with the uh, the flying Pokemon uh, I forget that flying Pokemon's name. Lugia. In this Lugia. Yeah. yeah. So he, here's what I like about this episode, because again, po- Pokemon is such a, again, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, they're advertising you something secretly. <laughs> and uh, I like with Go, where you actually basically, we get to see a Pokemon raid from Pokemon Go in this, in this case. Because mm. yeah, like um, Go, he's trying to, he's trying to, you know, catch all these legendaries. And yeah, he sees like, he's trying to track down Lugia and he sees like a big ass storm cloud. And then all these other trainers are like, you know, trying to catch Lugia too. They're tossing out their Pokemon. And that's just what you do in raids in Pokemon Go. Yeah. But I don't, the thing I don't get about Go is like, he wants to catch legendary Pokemon, but he doesn't have any Pokemon. Yeah. He, he hasn't thought it through. He has not, and if it wasn't for Ash, he wouldn't even be, uh, be this lucky. Yeah. You're going to get murdered in the real world. Some of these Pokemon have knives for hands. <laughs> yeah there's like in another episode one of the pokemon has like yeah fangs and and like this one yeah i mean this one has like at the end of this episode it's just the most corny way of like how they put it together where like you're expecting like i choose you and then they did the guy go just goes i choose mew and then goes on this rant about how yeah he so he has he has an experience with mew um thankfully in, in the following episode he settles the fuck down because it's like, hey, go, maybe you shouldn't try and catch a Pokemon that's the most legendary one of all time. And also, pro- 
I mean, if we're going to like think about balance of power here, I think anyone who actually owned Vue would be on another level. Yeah. And yeah. I, I guess we can't forget he's only 10 years old. So. <laughs> only 10 years old. Um, uh, uh, one Pokemon I really liked in this episode, um, again, you guys had to deal with Japanese names. I'm going to use their English ones. Um, but the yellow dog, who, who's called Yamper. Oh, I love him. Yeah, Yamper is awesome. He's a new one. He's featured in the new games. Yeah. Uh, I I was... Go ahead. I was going to say, yeah, I was a big fan. I was like, oh, sweet. Like, oh, this is this is uh, a new Pokemon. And I'm like, I, I like him. I, mean, I like I first... Pikachu are friends. Yeah, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, I think this is just a dog. <laughs> and I was like, I was just hoping that that was going to be like the joke was that Ash was like, oh, a new Pokemon I've never seen. And it's just a dog. No, it's, this is just a dog. What are you talking about, Ash? That'd be so wild if it just like bit him and ran well, away. Well, I remember again, like, again, I'm the expert here, um, especially on Pokemon. And I remember in early Pokemon episodes, animals were featured in the cartoon. And animals were also referenced in the video games until... Uh, maybe around gold and silver where they're like, oh no, we're going to adapt every animal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Cause I was going to say, I'm like, I've, aren't there animals? Like are like, I guess Pokemon have just captured every animal. My or, understanding like, is they have, all of them. My understanding is they have low key retcon that Pokemon are just animals. There are, as far as I know, there are no other references to real world animals since like, since uh, 1996, basically. Yeah, Pokemon are invasive species, so they've actually killed all the animals. In, in this world, <laughs> dude, in, in Pokemon Red, they reference the country of Russia. Nice. Nice. So, so I don't, again, like the, dude, like plenty, I'm sure there's plenty of YouTubers who, who have come up with how wacky this world can be. Um, but yeah, any, any other Pokemons uh, that stood out for you? Malcolm, what do you think of Lugia? Lugia is pretty popular because he was a mascot for uh, Pokemon Silver. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I kind of feel like I recognized him on some level. I, I can't place where. I mean, I guess you just you said he was a, a mascot. I mean, I mean, he's a pretty cool. Like, I mean, I didn't know where he was flying to with the kids on his back. I mean, he just like he flies just like, what oh, just appears to be over the ocean for endless amounts of time. Yeah, and then dives into the ocean and then like be, almost drowns them and then comes back up and then drops them on like a nice like flower, which I assumed was a Pokemon. Yeah, no, just a flower. Popping. Yeah, and that's like, I don't know, that kind of gave me anxiety. Like he just took them so far away from their home and left them in a field? You're 10. I'd be terrified. <laughs> He's a Pokemon. Well, actually, no. Actually, Lugia is a psychic type, so he should be able to understand that they are 10 since he should be able to read their minds. Yeah. So, I so guess that's he... why he didn't kill them when they were on his back. I don't even remember. <laughs> he left them, he left them in the got onto their back. Like, I don't know how they got on to Lugia. Like, it... They I... both, like, grabbed onto one of his legs, right? And that's yeah. when they, they caught each other's eye. Oh, yeah. Thought, I actually thought Ash and Go were going to be like rivals. Yeah, no, instead they're best friends. Uh, we, cool. we haven't said, well, there might be a rival. We'll get to that in, in the third one we cover. Um, but yeah. And they have bunk beds. They're bunk beds, pals. They are. And uh, I'll say this right now um, Ash should get the top bunk since he's a champion, and Go at the time didn't even have a single Pokemon. So. Good call. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. Ash has participated <laughs> in like. How many Pokemon, like what, seven Pokemon leagues? He won the Orange Islands Championship. He won the Battle Frontier. He finally got a real championship that actually counts. Um, Ash should get the top bunk. Yeah. 
Yeah, and he did that all when he was 10 years old. He, he, is, he has lived <laughs> decades and decades of lives within only... I'm saying he's still 10 years old to this day. <laughs> he's still 10 years old to this day. Um, so yeah, I, I think we can move oh, on to the next episode. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, the mom is just like, yeah, it's cool just to stay here and be special lab assistants to this <laughs> random man in a, in a uh, like science coat. Yeah. Her, her child. I'm going to go off with the professor that I'm fucking. <laughs> Listen, She's very trusting his, of scientists. And it's convertible. <laughs> Listen, Ash's mom has, has let her son travel the world eight times now. Yeah. Her 10-year-old son. Yeah. And her thing was, it's just like, eat your vegetables and brush your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and don't get trafficked. <laughs> don't get, yes. Yeah. Uh, there, there's also the weird relationship with Ash's mom and her Pokemon, Mr. Mime. Uh, mm. uh, you know, Mr. Mime, he, he's, a, he's a house worker, but also might be something more to that. Something more. Something Is there a Mrs. Mime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um I, I any any other final thoughts on this one uh oh i i liked it i just thought it was a good episode it was a good introduction it um oh and i really like the animation like yeah, uh it's a good style I feel like it's very crisp mm-hmm. yeah now yeah I- this yeah this is it's uh it's nice that, like it's it's kind of yeah it made me like rem- remember the world but also like didn't take me out of it at any point and yeah like it's like very crisp animation style mm-hmm. it's funny because this style was kind of controversial um up up until x and y the pokemon series were really using this kind of more um dragon ball z-ish angular style and then they softened it up with uh, the sun and moon series and people kind of hated it at first but i think it uh, makes it really vibrant and also the animation itself is just really good yeah uh, and again, this is a show for six-year-olds. It should be vibrant and, and fun. You know, if you're watch- if you're if you're like me and you're a twenty-nine-year-old <laughs> watching the Pokemon cartoon, you don't need to be told it's it. You don't need to be like try to give, be convinced it's mature. <laughs> Just admit you're watching a kids' show. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the next one, uh, th- this one feature features a cool new Pokemon. Uh, he's called He Bunny in the Japanese uh, release, uh, but he's called Score Bunny. Score bunny in the English version. Uh, score bunny. Ah. He, scores. he shoots. He scores. You know. He likes oh, he's shoot. like a soccer player. Exactly. Nice. What do you What do you think of old Score Bunny, who uh, who becomes a very important member of the cast? I uh, I loved him. I like right away because you know we jumped a few episodes. Yeah. And so there's the recap about you know him being covered in mud and being like a villain, um, and then he's like you know causing trouble on the train and yeah i liked him i was like oh he's he's following go around because he's like got a crush on him or whatever uh he wants to be bros and uh yeah i thought he, i just thought he was cool yeah so so as always this this episode has something to advertise which uh in this case is the concept of dynamaxing so in the new pokemon games sword and shield the gimmick is basically you can make your pokemon big for three turns and you know it makes them stronger and stuff it's a cool mm-hmm. new battle gimmick and so the, uh, the Pokemon you're introduced to is a Snorlax yet again. We get to see Snorlax because, and again, here's where Ash is dumb as shit. He's, he sees a Snorlax and he's like, oh, is it Dynamax? It's like, no. No, and then the, the, uh, the Snorlax isn't even like that big when you like, when he's like in his normal eating yeah. or his <laughs> state. It's like, he's one meter taller. <laughs> he's, like, yeah. he's like slightly bigger than the one we saw in the previous episode. Yeah. yeah. 
Like he's taller. Uh, I also didn't realize that their their uh, Snorlaxes are furry, like that they have like hair. I just assumed they were kind of slick, like a seal. Like that was <laughs> what. That's I don't know why, but it, I guess because there's no like texture to most Pokemon. Um, right. Yeah. That, well, that, I just assumed. I assumed he was a water based. Like really? No. So you don't know the typing of Snorlax. Snorlax is a normal type. Yeah, he looks like a he looks like a big panda, you know. Like, of course he's furry, Malcolm. <laughs> I just well, I just had this whole like thing where it was like, oh, the, he's just hot because he's like never by the water, and that's why he's always sleeping. <laughs> yeah, so so they're on the train, and again, Score Bunny, you know, Score Bunny is uh, try, trying to get Go's attention, uh, but again, Go is just ghosting the ghosting the Score Bunny. He's not paying attention to him. And then while he like score bunny, he like breaks out of the um, the train. Basically, <laughs> he tumbles pretty hard. Yeah, he gets stuck on the train, and then like still has to go find them again. He, he's such a persistent little guy. Yeah. He's got a lot of personality. Yeah, I was gonna say like I like the yeah the uh, the recap because uh, there's a nice like oh get to know this character because I was like oh why is he you know so obsessed with go but i also like the persistence because he, yeah, he jumps out of a bathroom window on the train and then rolls down a hill and just hits a tree like of an open field he hits the only tree mm-hmm. inside and and score bunny's prominence makes a lot of sense uh he is one of the starter pokemon in pokemon sword and shield so of course they're going to make him prominence right. uh, they've been slow to introduce the starter types i mean uh in this series uh score bunny has been uh introduced uh but they haven't introduced the grass type even like 44 episodes in uh hmm. they have uh featured the water type sobble uh i'm pointing to him right here because for the, for the, again this is a this is an audio podcast but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I i i always like to put on zoom backgrounds of the anime we're watching so uh K- kyle and uh, malcolm if you take a look so you can can see that little uh lizard looking dude right next to yeah him. yeah he's a- okay uh, to be fair, the, though, nobody picks the grass type ever. Yeah. Actually, I know a couple of buddies who picked the uh, grass type in this game because he was a monkey. Uh, grass oh, I remember seeing that. It does yeah. look cool. Yeah, Mal- Malcolm, uh, just look up Pokemon Sword and Shield starters uh, right now, and then we'll get back to him. <laughs> um, just yeah, looks like Sword, a monkey. Sword Bunny's a cool little guy. Is, uh, is he a fire type? He is fire type, and this is actually what's, what's a disappointment of the Sword and Shield video games. They don't give their evolution secondary typings this time. Uh-huh. Uh, so they all just remain fire, water, and grass. Nothing interesting. Uh, hmm. I like it when they give them cool secondary typings because it makes it more fun to use. Yeah. Um, so wait, he's a, uh, what is it, Scorbunny is a fire type? Scorbunny is a fire type, his, his, and his boy, uh, his brother's uh, Sobble is a water type, and then Grookey is a grass type and they're all very merchandisable you guys should all buy plushies of them which you can on the pokemon center website oh i guess that makes sense that he's a fire type because when he's pushing that giant piece of fruit uh and his like feet start creating fire on the ground underneath him and also he's red like the pokemon games are pretty basic are pretty easy whoa 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 whoa. he's white (laughs) (laughs) okay red and white yeah he's he's (laughs) Like, if I walk out naked with a red belt, no one's going to be like, do you see that red guy? <laughs> oh, oh, no, man. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, this area that these characters that Ash and Go are in this time is the wild area. The wild area is a real area in the Sword and Shield video games. It's basically a big open world map. This was 
Sword and Shield, they were the first games for the Nintendo Switch. They made a big deal of having an open world area uh, that you could catch Pokemon in. And so, yeah, Ash and Go are in there. Like we said, they find, they find the Snorlax, who Ash is too stupid to realize isn't Dynamaxed yet. Uh, but he does become so. And uh, what do you think of this new Snorlax form? That was crazy. Like, how he had a tree and he had like a whole like forest that grew out of his belly. I love yeah, it. Everything like, yeah, it's just like, oh, is anything around you, I guess, becomes Dynamax then? Like in terms of like just exploding in size? Because, yeah, he's basically, they keep calling him a mountain. Uh, was it a mountain? And like, he's definitely a mountain. Yeah. So that's what I'm curious about is like, if when you Dynamax the Snorlax in the game, does he have a forest on his stomach? Yep. That it's exactly like it looks in the game. Oh, okay. He has a cool strategy. He has a special move where, um, so in, in the video games, you can like equip items. Uh, and you, with uh, Snorlax, if you attach a berry to him, just like, just like in the episode, if you attach a berry that heals him, uh, his move will replenish the berry even after you've already eaten it. So you can oh. multiple times. Oh. Um, Interesting. Yeah, it's less, the thing I the thing I say about Pokemon is it's a game that's made for six year olds but has a battle system for like, you know, a, a very a much more mature gamer. The, right. The Pokemon's fantastic. I guess oh, they, cool. yeah they're probably aware of like the fact that there's you know adult fans like I remember was it Pokemon Go? Well, Pokemon Go is for babies. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's for what? I gameplay wise, that's for babies. <laughs> Pokemon battles aren't anything like uh, in the video games. Uh, in uh, Pokemon Go is just to get you out of your house. Pokemon yeah, battles. to get you walking around. Yeah, how many dead bodies can you find in the forest? Well, <laughs> I mean, a number of people have uh, fallen fallen off the cliffs trying to catch uh, trying to catch some legendaries, man. Uh, how many Pokemon do you guys think there are at this point? Anyways, take a guess. There's eight generations. Yeah, there's eight generations. There are. 1200 pokemon uh 898 but it's close fuck. To 12... <laughs> i didn't fuck. 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 i didn't even guess so 898 uh <laughs> <laughs> go back in time i fucked that one up uh <sighs> but no including for, like there's multiple forms and if you factor in things like mega evolutions and pokemon that have different variations like yeah it's close to 1200 it's insane but uh, what is it like with each game do they add like a, around 100? No, they, they've slowed it down. Um, okay. I'm on the list right here. It is, they've added, in, yeah, in Pokemon Gold and Silver, they added 100. Ruby and Sapphire, they added 135. Diamond and Pearl, 107. Uh, Black and White, they added 156. And then after that, they slowed the fuck down. Uh, Generation 6 only had 72. Uh, mm. Generation huh. 7 had 88. And, then, and it's like they, they bring back some old favorites. Oh, like there's constantly, yeah, you can always get, uh, well, actually until recently, and that's a whole nother controversy. Um, but in previous Pokemon games, yeah, you could include all, you could bring back all your favorites using various transfer methods. Um, so they'd all be usable in like mm. Sun and Moon and previous games. Um, when they made the jump to Switch, they were like, sorry, these games take really long to make. We have to cut Pokemon. Ah. Um, you can store them in, you can store ah. your Pokemon in like a, an iPhone app, but if you want to bring them into battle, it's uh, I think only about like 600 now. So oh. some Pokemon do not. <laughs> Are there any like controversial Pokemon where they're like, how could that one not be in the game? Or was it all like I mean, a fairly obvious who wasn't going to make the cut? Do you, do you know about Jinx? <laughs> That's a controversial one, but not because of why she isn't in the game. 
What's what's Jinx? Jinx is the blackface Pokemon. <laughs> oh no! Oh, of course there's one of those. Oh no! Uh, she's only the 151, and uh, she's not in Sword and Shield. Um, they did change her skin to uh, purple and gold and silver. But dude, I mean, so Pokemon had so many. Listen, if we went over the Pokemon controversies, we'd be here for two hours. Um, so a lot of religious groups hated that game when it first came out. Wow. Um, also, like, I remember that. Like, I remember as a kid. Like being, I you know, I grew up in a, uh, yeah, in a town that was you know fairly religious, and yeah, some of the religious kids were like we couldn't have Pokemon because of the devil. Yeah, but religious kids can never have anything fun. They, That's they, true. They can't have Harry Potter. No, I think they can have Harry Potter now because uh, J.K. Rowling has the correct views. I'm joking. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that's probably true. You're probably not far they're probably, off. Now they're probably like standing here. They're like, "Yes, she's one of us." It turns out Harry Potter was very Christian after all. Um, but no, one of the things Pokemon did in like Generation Six with X and Y, they introduced Mega Evolution. So even though they don't count as new Pokemon, they very clearly are. Um, and Generation Seven had regional variants, so it would be like, um, you know, a Meowth that's a Dark type or um a diglet that has like steel hair on it um and yeah generation eight continued that uh wheezing the, the poison type wheezing has a variation where he looks like a bong nice um yeah uh far-fetched got an evolution and a regional variant so yeah like they're the pokemon company is clearly aware of how overwhelming it is and they're just like trying to like be like okay we're not gonna add like 120 new pokemon we're going to add some variants that basically feel like new Pokemon. Yeah. I think yeah. they're very terrified of hitting a thousand. Fair. Um, so yeah, like uh, that, that was a tangent and a half. Um, so yeah, the Snorlax, he, he Dynamax, he had his cool form. Uh, please, please buy the plushie. You can, you can definitely buy the plushie. I've seen it online of Dynamax, <laughs> uh, Snorlax. And yeah, uh, he has a big berry above, above his head because he has a tree. And they yes. realize that's the only way to, uh, to make him smaller uh, because the Snorlax has Dynamaxed over the train tracks and they only have eight minutes. Wild. It's, it's very... Yeah. People, Did it make yeah. your heart race, guys? Make your heart race? Yeah, I mean, he, he's the Snorlax, which is, was in a big empty field, happens to grow so big that the only train track that's around there is covered. And yeah. that, that there's no like security cameras or sensors to be like, hey, there's something on the tracks. And, and they don't, no, no one has like a, another Dynamax Pokemon they could use to stop this either. It's like, don't you think there's some security who's like, hey, uh, D Dynamax Machamp, maybe he can lift him up? Nope. Uh, lot, lot, the, the Pokemon world is very unsafe when you think about it. Well, yeah. like just before they even find the Snorlax, they go into that train station and the guy just tells them like, oh yeah, the Dynamax view, I think followed the red lights or something he just said. Yeah. Again, adult man talking to children being like, go, go follow the lights. <laughs> like, no one will be there. <laughs> the monsters that can, that can squish you. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is, this is again, uh, because uh, Score Bunny does get captured in this episode. So this is where Score Bunny really wants to prove himself to go. And yeah. he does so amiably. He, he gets, he, he puts his life on the line. And he gets he gets shot down the first time. Yeah, like, go, go I want to be your Pokemon, and goes like, ah, eh, no thanks, <laughs> I'm saving myself. Yeah. I, I am only gonna get the legendary Pokemon Mew that no one has ever caught in their lives. Yeah, that not even the the greatest champions have ever accomplished getting. 
Yeah, Ash couldn't do it. <laughs> and Ash I mean, is right beside you. <laughs> Ash barely catches Pokemon. Ash is a guy who's like, I only catch ones that I bond with. He's he's pretty chill. He's he he actually no, he's caught like one or two legendaries now, but they're they're not quite they're not Lugia level, I'll tell you that. But yeah, no, I felt bad for uh, Score Bunny when he was uh, just rejected flatly. It was like, come on. Because he also shows up with like, I think he's like limping, right? He's like, yeah. got a, like, a crutch and it's just like, he's wandered a field for like hours. I forgot his little crutch. Oh, he had that little tiny crutch. Yeah. <laughs> um, he's, a, he's a very animated character for sure. Um, but yeah, they, they do end up uh, succeeding. Yeah, Score Bunny saves a day. He manages to uh, get down uh, that. It's a citrus. Man, I'm such a nerd. I even know what berry that is. I could name the berry that Snorlax eats in this episode. What's the do name of the it. berry? It's a citrus berry. Nice. Um, yeah, so Score Bunny manages to knock it down, but, but Snorlax manages to eat him. Yeah. Um, I was I was surprised that he didn't become like a really tiny like he be, like Scorbunny became really tiny when he like when Snorlax got Dino, Dino? maxed down I don't know how you what's the oh, opposite of that that is true yeah how does how does Snorlax's uh, stomach work is it just a black hole there's some sort of uh, physics going on around there <laughs> but I guess he's still big enough that like it wouldn't matter. And, yeah. But this is also me when I was watching it, assuming that the trees were not already a part of him and that it was a separate, like... That, that's the other thing, too. Like, if, if you, like, cut down a tree on Gigantamax Snorlax, like, would Snorlax bleed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no sap in those trees. It's just a part of it. And the, <laughs> and the Pokemon company has, like, really weird rules about Pokemon that wear clothes. They've said, they've said this is officially confirmed, Pokemon that seem to wear clothes aren't, they're not wearing clothes. Those are just their skin. I like that. Um, which again, it's it's such a weird world. Um, <laughs> Those aren't pants. That's his ass. <laughs> My favorite Pokemon, Machamp. His belt isn't a belt. It's it's just part of his skin. He he just grows <laughs> weird ass diamonds on on his uh, on his waist. Like it. Uh, so yeah. Uh, final thoughts. I mean, again, like the I, I like how this episode ends with the fact that again, Go finally finally understands. That Score Bunny wants to catch him. He finally gets over his dumb thing of wanting to catch Mew. Um, and I like how he throws like a curveball and then he misses. Yes, I like that. And that was funny. It was funny, but then I like how Score Bunny therefore caught himself, basically. Yeah. That, well, he wanted to be caught. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I He's like, take me and you missed. So I'm going to do all the work <laughs> for you. Yeah. You thought you could have Mew first? Come on. <laughs> Um, no. <laughs> you can't even throw a ball yeah <laughs> Go gets better at catching uh, subsequent episodes uh, Go is all about catching he's caught far more Pokemon than Ash already um, it, he's, he gets better he gets over his, uh, he gets over his dumb things um, and then yeah we, we go back to the, the Pokemon professor uh, in this story and yeah uh, I, like, I like Score Bunny meeting uh, Yamper and, and tell him and Yamper don't quite get along yes I like it when Pokemon behave like animals. I just like that stuff. Yeah, totally. Yeah, that's when you realize they're like, oh yeah, this is still an ant. This is yeah, a pocket monster. <laughs> like this is. Uh... Yeah, and and bunnies and dogs don't necessarily love each other either. There, there's always been a bit of a. No, oh, yeah. They're the, they're both one degree from a cat. So. <laughs> yeah. Is Pikachu a cat then? Like if if. 
is a man. Oh, I guess, yeah, you're right. That was a dumb thing to have said. Well, he doesn't look like a mouse. I mean, that that is very true. I, I thought Pikachu was a bunny when I first saw him. Yeah, totally. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. He's got those big ass ears. Yep. Yeah, that's you know what I take back what I said. Yeah, he is. Um, I don't think Pikachu looks like a, a cat. Uh, I think he definitely, he definitely has got some bunny aspects. Um, but yeah, I, I do like how Yamper, since Yamper is also an electric type, he, he really likes uh, hanging with Pikachu, and he's kind yes. of like, rubbing on him. It's pretty cute, guys. It's pretty yeah. cute. It's a cute show. Uh, final thoughts on this episode? Anything else that uh, stood out for you guys? I mean, this was a, yeah, another good episode. Uh, I felt like it was, yeah. I mean, yeah, he kind of knew what the beats were going to be because this is designed for kids. But, uh, you know, yeah, it was enjoyable. There's nothing really that I didn't like about it. Great. Yeah. The, the next episode here, this is a battle one. Because, yeah, like, we have, our, we have our introduction episode. We have our catching episode. This is a battle episode. Um, what do you think of this, uh, this one? I mean, for me, as like as a viewer, this is the kind of episode in a series that I live for. Is like I want to see, you know, the big event, the big stadium, the big battle. Like that's to me, that's like the bread and butter of the series. For sure, and and Pokemon is is a game about battling. Like that's that is the core thing you do in the video games. Yeah. Uh, Malcolm, what do you think? Just kind of your early thoughts on this one. So, I was kind of, I was really bored by this episode. I know it was. I know it's supposed to be this battle episode, but I was like, it kind of felt meaningless because there was like no like main characters in the battle. They're just watching mm. a battle in a stadium. Like I guess just that's the thing. You have no connection to these characters, whereas I know who. Um, and I'll say their English names. Uh, I'll say their Japanese names first because again, you guys watch the subs. Um, Dande, who is uh, Leon in the video games, and uh, Wataru. Uh, who is Lance? And uh, I was unaware that Lance's Japanese name was Wataru. So even I learned something today uh, yeah. watching this. Yeah. So so Lance and Leon, they're both characters from the video games. Lance was the champion. Uh, Lance was part of the Elite Four in Pokemon Red and Blue. And in one of the more disappointing twists, he was the champion in Gold and Silver, which which I didn't like as a kid because I'm like, no, I already beat you in the first game. Why why should you be the champion? Yeah. Um, there's no comeback stories. There's no comeback yeah. story. Uh, it, it was more... only Ash gets a comeback story. <laughs> yeah, he he earned it. Um, so yeah, this this episode is really centered around uh, the battle between yeah Leon and Lance. And uh, when this episode when this fight started, who do you guys think was going to win? Uh, well, I thought the Gyarados was going to win because it's uh, that's because you're smart. Water versus fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about that's... you? I also assumed that I was like, "Oh, of course, water beats fire." Yeah. So, but then, as we learned, it, that's not the case in the Pokemon universe at all. In the anime universe, in the video games, Charizard would get his fucking ass whooped. Uh, you should never do that. Um, no. So again, l- like I say, this show is all about promoting the newest thing. Leon is the champion of Pokemon Sword and Shield, so therefore, Leon has to win to show you how cool Leon is. Fair. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I thought this was cool. I mean, Charizard again, uh, Charizard is arguably the second most famous Pokemon in the entire franchise. Yeah, it's always nice to see Charizard. I will say I was like, okay, there's another one I know, <laughs> and I, whose name I know. <laughs> that was, yeah. Uh, I mean, I think mostly in these episodes, though, they did tend to focus on original generation Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Well, the, until the end when that weird turtle thing came out. 
Yeah, the weird turtle thing came out. Yeah, uh, that, that's 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 a funny one. Um, this is also the first time we see Team Rocket. Uh, Team Rocket again. They used to always appear in every single episode, and then I think at a certain point, uh, the writers or whoever is in charge of the anime, uh, they're just like, okay, we can't come up with Team Rocket plots every goddamn episode. Yeah, <laughs> we've written a thousand of these. How old are, is Team Rocket? Like, how I think they're like late teens. I think they're like 17, 18, maybe, maybe 19-ish. Okay. Yeah, um, those 19-year-olds got to hassle those 10-year-olds. Yeah. They, they do. They're, they're entry-level goons. <laughs> entry-level goons. That's they're, a great one. Just, just like Ash, they, they're still just struggling against the wind, despite being part of, part of a corporation, <laughs> the, the Team Rocket crime gang. Uh, despite being part of it for like 20, 20 years or so, they still, they still... What is the goal of Team Rocket? What is... Um, Team Rocket's just the mafia. There's... Yeah, don't they, they want to like, collect don't they also want to collect Pokemon, but like through force? Yeah, through force. Um, like stealing. Yeah, because they have that thing that looks like a stork that like gives them Pokeballs and then they make the cat, they use his like... Yeah. Was that in this episode or was that in the next episode? Meowth is, in all, Meowth, Meowth is like Team Rocket's like, yeah, third man. So. Yeah. So they, yeah, they make them to get like Pokeballs with like different Pokemon. I'm, yeah. I'm describing this horribly <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm like trying to recall it. A point. No, I, I do like this cool gimmick. Um, in previous uh, series, Team Rocket would always just be given two of the more, pro- two of the more evil looking Pokemon in um, the games at the time. And now in this case, they, uh, they're given uh, a random assigned Pokemon in every appearance, basically, which is kind of cool. You never know if Team Rocket's going to get a cool Pokemon or a really useless one like they did in this episode. Yeah, I like that. It's a fun concept. Again, it, it makes their appearances feel a bit more meaningful. And you're like, yeah, I, I don't necessarily know what to expect other than that they're going to lose. Um, so yeah, again, this was our first really action-focused episode. Malcolm and uh, Kyle, what do you think of the animation for this battle one? Because they definitely pulled out all the stops. Yeah, it was good. It was like, um, I I thought it was, I mean, I honestly liked the colors in the earlier episodes more. Like I like the vibrant, like popping, like blue sky, that sort of thing. And this was like more dark and intense. Yeah. Because again, it's, it's like a league battle basically. Yeah. Um, You know, it takes place in this giant stadium, just like in the Sword and Shield video games where all the gym battles take place. And yeah, we, we also get to see, um, so yeah, we have this like fight between uh, Charizard and Gyarados and uh, in a bit of continuity, it's the red Gyarados, which Lance has. Uh, he has it both in the video games and in the show. And yeah, they, they face off. Again, Charizard should have totally lost this one. He really should have. Uh, he tries. Yeah. I hate it when he's always using fire types against a water type. I'm like, God damn it. That, yeah. that, breaks, that breaks the world. Um, it, it at least feels like it would be more fun if it was a grass type against a fire type for you. Like, okay, maybe there's there's a chance. There's like, but well, I guess... It would have been cooler if like Charizard had to fight a dragon type because dragon is resistant to fire type moves. So at least he would have had some underdog. I mean, Lance owns a dragonite too. Yeah. Um, okay. The uh, dragon or Lance. Lance, Lance, again, Lance is not, not the best champion. And again... He just lucked into that win. That's what, I, <laughs> what you're saying. Yeah, the, I guess the Johto Pokemon League, when Lance fought in that, uh, there just wasn't a lot of competition at the time. Yeah, a bunch um, of 10-year-olds. 
And he's at least 20. (laughs) Rank is like 35 or something. He's like an adult. He's just been beating children. He just, he's just like, yeah, I can like beat you kids up. That's how he became champion. That's Um, fair. So yeah, again, uh, Charizard and Gyarados, they go at it. Um, I like Charizard using uh, Thunder Punch. That was cool. Because again, electric type move versus a water type. That's good strategy. Yeah, the yeah the the animation for the fight was really crisp, and I really liked it. I also liked even there was like a small touch of like the arena because I was like thinking about like if you're in this arena and there's like fireballs going off and all this stuff, like wouldn't the collateral damage be extreme? And I like that there was like a they showed kind of a force field that there's like a force field. Dude, I mean, listen, man, if we get into the weeds of the Pokemon world, you ten year olds should not be controlling monsters that can light people on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, They'll use it to burn their homework. Yeah. (laughs) Oh no, my Pokemon burnt my homework. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I don't don't go to school. I work for a (laughs) professor. (laughs) Yeah, who doesn't like, also not on like a university campus. It's just in a laboratory (laughs) in some field. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, uh, eventually the battle gets a bit intense. They both have to, you know, Dynamax their Pokemon. And yeah, we, we get to see a new Charizard form. Uh, Giga Charizard. Uh, mm. What do you think of Giga Charizard, guys? He was cool. He's he's a cool dude. He's got he's got like a glowing white belly. Um, again, his eyes are like glowing. He's got like fiery wings. Yeah, yeah. that's why the fiery wings were dope. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, I like that. It's like this is like a great upgrade on him in terms of like make, like the the most modern version mm-hmm. of Charizard. Now I'm like, oh yeah, it's like a cool design. I'm glad he won. <laughs> I'm, you're glad he won. Yeah, and I, I liked how, again, you know, he was using, like, Giga Lightning. All, all these, like, Giga moves had really cool effects. Um, and yeah. So I, did Giga have a, uh, what is it, Ice Fangs? Is that, do I, did I get that correct? Ice Fangs is a regular move, yeah. He used, oh, is that a rig? Wow. Well, no, because he wasn't big when he used it. The only thing that, yeah. <laughs> it's okay, Malcolm. The fact that you're even, like, able to pick up on this when we're, we're watching a show with the Japanese names. Uh, it's good. Yeah. yeah uh, eventually, you know, Charizard, he, do- he does pull out the win. He uses uh, the G- Giga Hellfire. That's the cool thing about um, watching the Japanese subs. You get to see, uh, see them use the word Hellfire. Yeah. And they thought they blocked it. He, th- he thought he blocked it, but he didn't. But he, he did not block it. it. No. He did not block it. Yeah. So, um, so, so Gyarados, he uses the move Protect. He thinks he's protecting against it. Uh, but it turns out the Giga Hellfire that uh, Charizard unleashes comes right back at him multiple times, and it's like a raging phoenix. Yeah. That's a great way to describe that. The, it's a raging phoenix. Uh, Charizard, second most popular Pokemon. Of course, he beats Gyarados. It was all just going to come down to a popularity contest. Gary. Yeah. That's they, what I would call my Gyarados. Dude, <laughs> they need to bring back Gary. I mean, he's, he's still in the show. Ash got to beat him. Uh, I, hope they, I hope they return to him in this uh, series. Is there actually a Gary in the show? Gary was Ash's rival, and Ash did actually beat him. Ash, oh, Ash nice. beat him, and uh, in the Johto series, is uh, Ash's Charizard took down Gary's Blastoise. Um, Ash got a good win, even though he lost the championship in Johto. He beat his rival, so that 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 was a fair one. Uh, That's good. And Gary's now a Pokemon professor, just like his uh, his uh, grandfather Oak, Professor Oak. Wait, so Gary aged, but Ash did No, he's just still a 10-year-old. He's just like a professor. No, of course. He's like a Doogie Howser type now. It's just he's, like, I guess I'm a professor now. Yeah. But on a white trend, uh, lab coat. 
that's what happens when you come, you know, eighth place in a, in a Pokemon yeah. League. You become a professor. Nice. Um, yeah, so any any other thoughts on this episode? Oh, wait, the other thing, too, that we see is uh, we see that weird turtle, uh, Dreadnaw. Mm-hmm. Where, Team Rocket, yeah. they piss off. They're like, yeah. Hey. Yeah, they, what is it? They throw the, uh, the, the flower. Yeah, Bellsprout. Pokemon. Bellsprout. That's another blast from the past for me. I was like, Bellsprout. Uh, yeah. They're going to have him fight this, uh, what is it? Well, this turtle, and then the Bellsprout runs away. <laughs> yeah, of course he does. He looks like food. To, to be fair, Bellsprout is a grass type, and uh, the turtle Dreadnought is a water and rock type, which means grass is four times as effective. Oh. But, you know, it's also still a Bell- Bellsprout. It's not even like a fully evolved Pokemon, so didn't yeah. really have a chance. Uh, and this is funny because I thought this episode, I thought the stuff with this Dreadnought was also part of this episode, like the subsequent one, basically. Yeah. Uh, I didn't, when I rewatched this uh, just now, like I was like, oh, Oh, I, I misremembered two episodes and combined them into one. Well, because it has a to be continued at the it end. It has a to be continued, yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Dreadnought, it turns gigantic. And it can also, like, stretch its neck. That's never something I've seen in the video games, but it's something the anime chose to do. Yeah. Extra freaky. And also the idea that, on top of that, again, you can have just a random, a random wild Pokemon uh, Dynamax just next to a stadium full of people. <laughs> That, that's very unsafe. So just wild creatures can just turn gigantic at any random moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like the implications of that are ginormous, you'd think. Like it'd be like, yeah. you'd think there'd be like bans on like, hey, to make sure these don't come into city limits. Um, it's even, even more reason why 10-year-olds should not be vagabonds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hey, uh, we don't need you to control Godzilla right now, please. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, any final thoughts on this one, guys? Um, no, it was good. Oh, no, you, you dug it, yeah. And you, Malcolm, you, yeah. you dug it a bit less? Cause... I, yeah, I guess I dug it a bit less. I was just like, I've been watching a lot of The Leftovers, and so I'm like, there's got to be meaning as to why this fight's happening. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, I have to remind myself, no, I'm not watching the leftovers I, I when would, i'm I would watching like the pokemon, pokemon version of the leftovers i want to see like a character gripple gripple with grief uh someone who's like lost a cubone or something like that yeah uh, gripple with the grief of losing a pokemon randomly yeah i mean like i used to i used to write an anime series that was just about oh, i forgot to mention yeah man kids playing a card game and so every episode was just, no matter what the problem was, the solution was kids playing a card game. What? And so <laughs> I don't see <laughs> this battle as like lacking meaning. I'm like, you know, just coming from the background that I have, like, oh, none of those fights meant anything. So. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Don't seeing like, makes... <laughs> yeah, seeing you... a big fight for no reason. It's like, ah, it's very normal. What, what show is that, uh, Kyle? Uh, it's called Card Fight Vanguard. Damn, man. What, what was it like uh, working on, like, dubbing scripts? It was cool. It was kind of like, I mean, the show was pretty dumb. Um, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. I thought it was going to be, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! or something a bit more major. Well, it, it kind of was Yu-Gi-Oh! It was made by the same company. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's like, what was that word you used earlier? Toy, toyetic? Toyetic, yes. Yeah, yeah. This was a very toyetic show because it was just about selling, like, a, a trading card game. Um, but yeah, no matter what the problem was, 
the solution yeah. was playing cards against another what, kid. What, what were some of the more ridiculous problem solutions? Oh, like there was like, there's a whole plot line about like, you know, like uh, aliens from a dark dimension, you know, trying to take over the world. And what's the solution? Play a card game. <laughs> oh, Jack wasn't wearing pants, guys. Uh, oh, no. uh, oh, it's an yeah. audio. It's an audio podcast. You couldn't see yeah. it. But, no, uh, but we did. We saw yeah, it. We saw it. Yeah. We know. I was we know the being dark, man. Oh, full full like mask, all ass. <laughs> yeah no that makes it makes sense i mean that's like the one thing is from uh doing these uh this podcast is i'm like oh yeah no i just gotta stop being like oh there's a reason why this is happening like i just gotta accept i mean mm-hmm. i mean enjoy fair, it for what it is shows like one piece which again was a show that four kids picked up that had like a lot of meaning and four kids solution was to rip it all out yeah yeah um so yeah, anyways, uh, this next episode, uh, Kyle didn't get around to watching, so he's going to get to enjoy me and Malcolm describe it. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, yeah, I liked how this episode opened up. It's a, uh, it's a two-in-one. Uh, so we get a little intro with Team Rocket. And again, Team Rocket, you know, they're, they're, they're a classic trio. Yeah, they're in their, like, basement. Uh, this, basement. this, like, basement that they're in. Uh, and then uh, one of them just breaks the fourth wall and goes, this is a two-parter, like just right to camera, like it's like Ferris Bueller <laughs> style. Yeah, uh, T- Team Rocket, they're fun characters. I think when I was younger, I found them annoying, and maybe it was also because the writing of the show was bad. But lately, I've, I've been enjoying their antics more, especially since they don't appear in every episode. Yeah, so this one, like, it's split up into two. One's about, uh, was it Koi King? Uh, Magikarp. Magic! Wow! See, that's how the- did you not know who Magikarp was? I thought you were no, like, no, I, I forgot. Like, I don't know if Magikarp is a top five famous Pokemon, but I think most people know. Who I I remembered it, but I felt like in the the subtitles they were like, "Oh, Koi King," but I now feel like that was another. There's a character in it who is the Magikarp champion, because oh. uh, there's this one stat. Yeah, this one story is about a uh, Magikarp, and it's yeah. like a there's a competition in which magic carp uh, are the only competitors and nice. they have, and they have to, uh, they go on some sort of, I think it's a stump. Yeah. I don't know what stump. And then they, the magic carp uh, hurl themselves into the air. And then when they land in the, uh, onto the stump again, whoever's deepest wins the competition. So, mm. so question Malcolm and, and Kyle, um, do you think there's a magic carp jump video game? Well, now that you've said that, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, there is a Magikarp mobile game called Magikarp Jump, which I played. Uh, nice. It came out a couple of years ago. So again, this is an episode referencing an existing part of the video game franchise. Uh, it was just like basically a clicker game where you just got yeah. like new Magikarp and you see if they could jump high. Um, you could. Like- I like Magikarp because he's one of what I call the useless Pokemon. He is. Uh, like Magikarp and then like the bug Pokemon that are in their like cocoon yeah. evolution. There's <laughs> like, a, there's just like a bunch of Pokemon that don't do anything, but you get rewarded if you, you know, if you see it through. So, so when I was playing Pokemon Sword and Shield, um, Pokemon Sword and Shield were, one the, were pretty much the first game ever where I didn't know who any of the new Pokemon were. Um, the marketing team was very good at hiding it. The, uh, the games also came day and date, um, the same as, you know, worldwide. Because um, I remember previous generations, you know, the games would come out in like Japan, you know, they come out six, six months in advance. So of course I would have, <laughs> I love this franchise. So of course I would have known by now. 
Um, but it was cool because I would see useless looking Pokemon and I'd be like, oh, that Pokemon looks like shit. That, one, that means it's going to turn into something cool. And I, I love that philosophy of the games. Nice. Yeah, except does, yeah, because does Magikarp ever turn into something yeah. cool? It into Gyarados. Yeah, he turns uh, into that big water dragon. The big water dragon. Well, oh, wow, that's how little I know about that. That's, about that's the payoff, is that he sucks for so long yeah. and does nothing, and then he becomes really cool. Yeah, it's okay, that makes message. a lot of sense. It's a great message to children. It's like, hey, you're bad <laughs> at sports. Someday you'll be good, except no, actually, you have to put in work. <laughs> you can be trash for your whole life and then right at the end be a millionaire yeah, yeah sadly sadly it doesn't work out you'll win the lottery yeah <laughs> yeah but in this one it's uh yeah this first story it's this competition and uh it's advertised on television uh that there's like the magic carp competition and like in the ad itself uh there's uh what i can describe as uh ripped rockfish it's like ro the rockfish or the rock pokemon but they have six pack oh, they're, they're not rock they're fighting type they're machamp they're machamp they're ripped machamp it still look i know they're listen man i'm i'm an expert. crazy machamp. yeah they're very <laughs> muscly champ is one of my favorite pokemon yeah I know, I'm wearing, one... I know i'm wearing a gengar shirt right now but uh, i wish i had a machamp shirt uh he's a cool dude yeah so there's the two machamps um and yeah, that inspires Go to be like, hey, I'll enter the competition. He's got his own Magikarp. He has a very big one. It's a very large, beefy Magikarp. Yeah, he's got an obese Magikarp. And then he forces <laughs> this Magikarp to train. I, and I, I love like, the training montage, though, because you just see like them like training, <laughs> training Magikarp. And then at one point, there's like a quick little interlude of buff Go and buff Ash, which was the greatest thing I had ever seen. Nice. Yeah, there's just a, a disturbing element to watching uh, buff children. <laughs> like it's just like, oh yeah, they're buff children. And then like in during the like the training, they're like referencing uh, Magikarp, and it's like you know through sweat and tears, and it's just a shot of like a Magikarp crying as he's working out. I mean, that's why I picked this episode. It's a very funny one. Um, and actually, th there's also a little detail because the cast is slightly changed. Um, Kyle, type in the Pokemon Raboot. Um, because Raboot. our friend Score Bunny, in between watching this, uh, had evolved. Oh, I see that in your. Uh, oh yeah, even um, in your background. In my background, yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, nice. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Raboot. His his clothes or skin. He, uh, for for the people here who who have watched, uh, or the people listening who have watched Naruto, uh, people are calling a Raboot uh, Sasuke Mon because he looks yeah. like Sasuke from Naruto. Yeah, totally. Um, sweet, you actually understood that reference. Man, Malcolm, this is what's so great about having someone who's actually watched some other anime on the show. Well, I haven't watched a lot of anime, but like Naruto was my jam. Really? Eh? I, I bashed Naruto on this show. I bashed it. What? Yeah, I mean, I like So good. I, I, I think it's good to a point. Um, I really hate the final arc of that series. I think it's garbage. What? Yeah, the great thing before. I, 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 yeah. now, I guess now we have to have uh, Kyle on the Naruto episode to defend the, its honor. Yeah, I, yeah, I have no, I have no opinions. I've never seen anything with Naruto. No, no. All I know is those. There's the run. Well, now there's we know yes. what this will be for that one. You um, should have me back on for a Naruto episode and let me pick the episodes we watch. I'm, I'm definitely, I'm definitely willing to. Sure. Do <laughs> I'm. I'm up for that. <laughs> uh, you, you heard it here, folk. Uh, first, folks. Um, 
but yeah, we have this uh, Magikarp competition. They have this little training montage. Um, I really do like the Magikarp King, although I like his Japanese name. Koi King actually sounds like a real name too. Yeah, Koi King is a cool name. Yeah, so, yeah, that's the thing. Maybe that's what I thought. I'd sort of like the Magikarp being called Koi Kings is what I assumed. <laughs> Maybe just that character. Um, who is this like the king of the Magikarp? It's like that's his whole thing is that he's got a golden Magikarp. Yeah, he yeah. does. Uh, he's 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 again, he's he's a very flashy dude. He's a fun, he's a funny character. And yeah, we we see um Go and the Magikarp King have their various matches before the final thing. And um then when Go and the Magikarp King finally uh, go at it, um Go it turns out that Go has put on like these metal weights on Magikarp's fins. It looks like Magikarp's fin at first, and then he's like, nope, I'm taking this off. And it's revealed to be weights. And the weights are so heavy that one of the champs breaks its back lifting it. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's like, yeah, they have to take them out in a gurney. <laughs> oh, no. It was a great visual gag. It was a really good one. Uh, and That's it was great. Pick, pick up on the first time I watched the episode. I'm like, oh, my God, the champ broke its back. Uh, that's, yeah. Malcolm, that's something that's, like, very much... Uh, like a recurring thing in anime is characters wearing something very heavy and then yeah. taking it off and becoming super strong or super fast or you know whatever that makes sense i feel like if yeah i've seen that a little bit before but also i'm like oh wait i, did, I had no idea like it is i think that one just shocked me the most i was like oh he had a metal weight on him the whole time it's also yeah. because magic carp is like an animal and it's not even like a person wearing weighted clothing it's just an yes animal. yeah magic carp i just always feel bad because like they just have magic carp not in the water and i'm like is this like dying is it just dying out <laughs> that's, that's the other thing too nobody touches on that like can you just like have him like be in a like low low lake or something <laughs> yeah you think like they're again they're in another random field like they just like this this world is uh, just made of like stadiums and fields like there's no, <laughs> there's no real other like scenery i feel like that should be uh, the next pokemon generation pokemon stadium and field <laughs> <laughs> pokemon stadium and fields yeah, yeah instead of sword and shield or sun and moon <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um yeah, so uh, so go uh, go and uh, the Koi King they go at it and uh, it seems like Go is one Go is one because his Magikarp goes so high up into the sky, he literally it, goes into outer space. Yeah, he just like enters space like it's just like, and it's like again he's the, this Magikarp's crying as it like breaks <laughs> the atmosphere of the earth. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, and you're like, oh, it just it is like killing itself like it's, it's just like. <laughs> Is this Magikarp just in space? It's now just going to forever just live, live in space until it dies? Um, and then, yeah. it, And then also, it, because his ma Go's Magikarp doesn't hit the ground, um, the Koi King wins. Because it's like, nice. well, rule states. Yeah, it's all about the indentation into the earth. That's how you win. It has nothing to do with the fact that, like, oh, one of them hasn't returned and one, will not one return. One of them hasn't returned, so I guess it doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, um, so, like, and so they both win in some ways. The Koi King gets to keep his crown, and uh, I guess Go... Go has lost a Pokemon, though. Go has the honor of being like, I've trained the best Magikarp that's ever existed. <laughs> um, yeah, and now we, we move on to our, our second little short. I like these episodes because, again, they can just tell fun jokes. And I guess when I was a kid, I preferred the more battle-focused episodes. 
Um, but no, I've really learned to just appreciate that that these the show has like good humor. Yeah, this was uh, again. This whole episode was really funny, and um, yeah, this one is about uh, was it Yadon? Uh, Slowpoke. Slope, what's who's Yadon? <laughs> no, what, he's he's the Koi King's brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, is the Koi King's brother. I'm like, oh man, I know this. It's like, okay, oh, I got the yeah, names. Yeah. I just right. one thing though. Um, while uh, Magikarp is in space, we get to hear like a little song of like a a little uh, Japanese girl singing a song about Magikarp being useless. <laughs> oh yeah, the, oh yeah, I did write the lyrics down. It's like unreliable, pathetic, incredibly famous, incredibly weak. <laughs> yes, that's great. And so there, there is an actual Magikarp music video that you guys can listen to, and those are—it's literally just the um, the song that's playing in that background. Nice. And and yeah, we get introduced to Slowpoke, who is Yadon in um, in in uh, Japanese, and we even get to hear the Slowpoke song as well. The, this whole episode is just promoting two music videos. <laughs> <laughs> the Magikarp song and the Slowpoke song. Yeah, the on slow- iTunes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, get it on iTunes. Yeah, this this like Slowpoke song is I can only describe it as Japanese reggae. It's like it's awesome. like it's I'm like a what? Oh, let me let me get this ready. Uh, I think this song this song is like definitely the better of the two. Yeah, because like at least this the the Magikarp one is just a very literal like oh yeah why is this so famous? Right, <laughs> so I'm actually stupid. gonna play it. I'm gonna play a bit of it. Alright, that that's pretty easy to find, folks. Just type slowpoke slowpoke song Japanese. Um, yeah, slowpoke again. It's it's just a funny Pokemon in general. Yeah, I mean the slowpokes. I guess they don't feel pain really. They're, They're always just pain. like in a bit of a human centipede form, where they each have their own <laughs> tails and they're each, each other's mouths. So I didn't put that together, but yes, there is like a slowpoke just eating each other's tails. <laughs> And then obviously, I guess I didn't even realize it's like Slowpoke Kings are formed if like the rock, that, what is it, that rock Pokemon no, bites them in the shelter. head. So oh. if a shelter bites a tail, it be, if a shelter bites a Slowpoke's tail, it becomes a Slowbro. If a shelter bites a Slowpoke's head, it becomes a Slow King. Yes. That's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, Slowpoke has, has two evolutions, two different ones. Um, yeah. And in this episode, they like are this part of it. It's like Ash and uh, Go go to a uh, Slowpoke Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. and that's I how they like find. I don't think any of them this. catch any Slowpoke either, which is kind of weird. Like, why wouldn't you go to a Slowpoke Island and at least catch one Slowpoke? It's not going to destroy the ecosystem or anything. Yeah, what's he going to do? Run away? <laughs> uh. <laughs> and there's also just so many. It's like just take one. Um, yeah. But, well, but, well, Go wants to capture the uh, Slowpoke King. Okay. That is the, that was the, at least the goal, right? He's, he's very ambitious when it comes to who he takes. He, um, he but at this, but he, at this point, there's also at one point, uh, I, we're kind of jumping around, but there's a, um, uh, Ash starts eating noodles, <laughs> and then noodles. on the package of the noodles, there's a Magikarp. So I'm assuming like you can either train a Magikarp or eat Magikarp. Like I assume people like. <laughs> 
are eating the magic carp. I, I remember an episode where 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 um it was a it was a early episode in the series uh, where uh, Ash and Team Rocket get shipwrecked, and then James had bought a magic carp, and he's like, "This magic carp is useless," and he but he tries to eat it, and uh, he he his teeth break trying to eat the magic carp. So I don't know. I don't think he can eat magic carp. And then on top of that, he threw the magic carp into the ocean, and it became a Gyarados and nearly killed him. Uh, which is why you don't abuse animals, folks. Yeah. That's a great allegory for that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I assume, like, now, like, in the Pokemon world, if you can't eat any of the Pokemon, then is everyone's a vegetarian. I guess so, because the idea of eating... Because Pokemon are, you know, they're cute. I don't, I don't want to think of the idea that, you know, they're killing these cute, cute animals. That they're not just... Yeah, there's not a commercial uh, fish ring of... Uh, of magic <laughs> so it can go into instant noodles and also i wasn't sure if like the noodles featured were like also a product yeah well that was the thing you, you, you say like every time that like there's they're always advertising something so uh i mean i, I guess i assume it's just that that banger of a song that's like, <laughs> like it, it is really good it's yeah it's it's incredible I also like that they describe the uh, slow pokes as like with mouths open 24 seven, like a convenience store. That's good. I, I, I don't, can, I can confirm that um, Magikarp noodles are not a thing. Cause I tried to Google it and it's not coming up at all. So shit. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we get introduced to slow King and slow King uh, has these like incredible psychic powers that come from it's like shelter crown. And um, then, then it somehow, uh, its crown somehow comes off and he ends up having uh, the noodles on his head instead. Nice. Yeah, they tra he trades Ash's noodles for <laughs> his crown. And then Ash has the crown on his head and then becomes the leader of the Slowpokes. Yeah, so this crown, this crown has properties, it turns out. It turns out Slowpokes, I guess, are the only beings uh, capable of handling the crown's psychic powers. Nice. Uh, because what is, who is, is Ash the one who decides to become a Pokemon influencer or is it um, Go? One of them decides to do that. Oh, uh, Go decides he's going to uh, be a Pokemon yeah, influencer. Yeah, he gets, because eventually the episode just becomes everyone just trading the, trading the, uh, the Shelter uh, crown on their heads. And yeah, Go is like, I'm going to become a Pokemon influencer, which Pokemon, again, it's a 25-year-old franchise. The fact that I'm hearing influencer come out of a character's mouth is still weird. It's like yeah. when you see like Bart Simpson use a cell phone, you're like, that's, that's not right. Yeah, I'm still like with Bart Simpson when he's, uh, he's playing that golf game. <laughs> but that's what I remember. They, I don't want to play Call of Duty. the Simpsons in the past. It should have always just been set in the 90s and we could just live vicariously through that. Yeah. But yeah, there's this whole like uh, comedic gag where like they kick off the uh, the crown and it goes shooting up into the air. They all forget about it. They're like, oh, okay, now we're we well, can deal with this, and then it Pikachu lands on someone crown, else's head. That's the other thing too. Pikachu gets the crown, which I found incredibly entertaining. The fact that another Pokemon was wearing the crown. Yeah, and uh, was it Scorbunny's uh, evolved self? What's uh, that? Gaboot. Yeah, Rabu has to, uses its power to kick off the crown. That's like the only reason they're saved. Yeah, nice. Ra Raboot again because Scorbunny has evolved. He's a bit more mature. in In the episodes, in the episode after um, Scorbunny evolves, he even is a bit cold because again, he's like a teenager now. You know what I mean? He's he's too. Yeah, cool. Raboot has like the a vibe of someone who's like, I want to go home and listen to my chemical <laughs> romance. <Yes! laughs> 
I love it though. I and again, Rabbit is like the rare because one of the things about um, Pokemon starters is that the middle forms they've they've said before, the middle forms are usually the ones they put the least effort into, basically, because they first designed the start the the first forms because of course those are the cute ones. They're you know merchandisable, and yeah. then of course they uh, designed their final forms because those are the ones that players will have the most time with because you know they're good in battle. And the middle forms are just like, okay, how do we reverse engineer this, basically? Yeah. Uh, but Raboot is actually a really cool middle form. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's too many people who are like, oh, yeah, uh, Wartortle or Charmeleon is cooler than Charizard. No. Wartortle fucking sucks. Blastoise, Blastoise is a heck of a... Dude, did, did you know something, though? Um, there was a Pokemon beta leak recently, and it turns out that Blastoise was not going to be Wartortle's evolution. Blastoise was originally the evolution of a different Pokemon. And the evolution of Wartortle was, in fact, a Pokemon that looked just like a bigger Wartortle. So, yeah, yeah. It's oh. Crazy. So they actually were just, they, they changed their minds and just made this unconnected Pokemon uh, the evolution of another one. Crazy. It's, it's crazy. It is crazy. Uh, I, I love Pokemon beta information because, again, you get to see all these cool designs that never made it. Yeah. Or some designs which are repurposed later because they have to design new, new monsters every, every, every three years. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I guess that's true. Like, you, you know, you just, everyone gets attached to the first gen. Or not the, yeah, yeah I guess the first, the first well, version of it. And then, yeah, the last version is the most exciting. So, yeah. Yeah. And, and also, the first generation is, is again really popular because Pokemon Go started with the first generation. So now all these like Zoomer kids, that's their first Pokemon generation as well. So it's kind of, kind of interesting how those old school monsters still, still have a lot of pull even after uh, so many decades. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Score Bunny eventually knocks off the, uh, the crown. And then, oh wait, no. What what happens though is our boy, um, our boy Magikarp finally come comes down to Earth. What? Oh yeah, yeah. The you know, Magikarp saves the day because it like ends up on uh, Scorbunny's head, and they're like, oh no, we can't get it off because Scorbunny was the reason they were getting it off yeah. from the others. And then, uh, yeah, Mag Magikarp shows up, saves the day, Fantastic. and then there's the the, the line of, oh oh, uh, everyone thought he was a star. Like, like that's what like, like he just <laughs> he went to space to become a star is essentially the implication. Yeah, so I, awesome. I love that, and also I'm glad that Magikarp didn't die. Yeah, if he stayed in space. That would have been really sad. Um, and on top of that, he's like he's also like sucking onto the to the crown. Nice. Yeah. So like yeah. So at the end, the crown ends up back on the Slowpoke's head, who initially like had it removed, and now it's yeah. It's just like I was like, is this another poke? Is this a newer Pokemon now that like like Magikarp's? Are just yes, Magisloking. Uh, Ma Magisloking is when it's when a Magikarp sucks on a Slowking's shoulder head. <laughs> that, now that's a that's a human centipede. I can get. Uh... Yeah, that's that's the kind of human centipede we all want. Yeah. Three different um, species. So it's yeah. Like... So yeah, and then uh, we go back to Team Rocket. We bookend it with Team Rocket, and uh, they get a mysterious visitor. And it turns out it's the Magikarp King. <laughs> he just shows nice. up on their doorstep. Yeah, I guess with the news of like, hey, I've just seen the best Magikarp in the world. <laughs> he's just he's just randomly bursting into a, a criminal a criminal uh, office. <laughs> hey, low level goons, get a load of this. 
pretty much. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? I mean, he does have two Machamp. Maybe he is also a goon himself. I mean, we don't know his backstory. I mean, how did he become Well, he doesn't wear a shirt <laughs> at any point. Like, it's like, this is a guy who has, like, his own crown. He's a golden magic carp, and he doesn't wear a shirt, and he's ripped. Like, and, he, and he owns two ripped Pokemon that are known for their strength. So yeah. he, prob- he probably is, like, a low-level enforcer himself in some sort of enterprise, I'm sure. Love it. Yeah. But he's, uh, yeah, he's older. Um, I guess the question I have for you, Jack, is that does that magic carp ever come back after this? Do they like take it back or do they just leave I, the magic I think maybe carp? On it's the appeared, maybe it's appeared in like um, the professor's like uh, Pokemon wildlife preserve where like ghost stores all his Pokemon. Uh, but I can't recall. I have to look it up. But like that, that was obviously his most prominent appearance. Uh, but it was a good one. It was a good showcase for magic carp and slowpoke. Two, two of the sillier pokemon in the franchise that makes sense i will say that was my favorite episode of it, the well, i knew it was going to be your favorite it's very funny <laughs> and kyle didn't watch it but I, i'm hoping you enjoy our description of it i i love the description <laughs> yeah uh, it's been a lot of fun you guys yeah so yeah uh, as we've got one more sequence though uh kyle i'm sorry we'll hopefully not keep you too much longer we got one little sure, what's the final sequence uh it's uh it's who is the the Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Speedwagon! 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 Allow me to elucidate ya. The name is Robert E.O. Speedwagon. Yeah, so so the Robert E.O. Speedwagon is the the your favorite minor character that you watched in these episodes, and uh, it could be really any character who isn't Ash or Go. I, I think Malcolm and I sometimes get hung up on how minor these characters should be, but but as I remembered, Robert E.O. Speedwagon appeared in many episodes of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. So <laughs> Robert E.O. Speedwagon, you should be you should you should return when we cover JoJo again. <laughs> I mean, again, you, you've been an awesome guest. Yeah. Uh, can it be a Pokemon? That, we're gonna have two separate categories one for humans and one for pokemon <laughs> there's not even that many humans like that's what's, <laughs> that's what I've makes got, this I've funny got, i've got mine i don't know about you all right my all favorite right. my favorite pokemon is the little electric dog yes and my favorite human is the uh guy who works at the train station <laughs> <laughs> i don't even remember him what, what 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 made you love him so much what made him stand out hey, he's just ah you Follow the red lights. My <laughs> favorite uh, My favorite Bye, human, my favorite human is uh, Buff Ash. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Buff Ash. Um, and my favorite Pokemon is um, the Machamp who breaks his back. Nice. That was a good, good example of physical comedy. I thought it was going to be Koi King, um, but then when I saw Buff Ash, I'm like, no, this is my speed wagon. Uh, what about you, Malcolm? Yeah, so for my favorite, my favorite human uh, was uh, the the professor who is with Ash's mom in the convertible. <laughs> the fact was it Oak? Was it the older professor or the younger one? Uh, the pro- one. Probably the older one. Oh, Professor Oak! Damn. Yeah, well, I mean, Professor Oak doesn't. Sh- it's only in that from the yeah, episodes watched. I mean, hey, it's not like Oak um, in every episode. More like Professor Stroke. <laughs> so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, my favorite po- uh, Pokemon would be uh, uh, Bulb, uh, the Bulb one, the flower. Oh, the Bellsprout. Like, Bellsprout, the fact that he just like runs into the stadium. And, <laughs> and... He's, he's just like, yeah, he's like, I'm not fighting this guy. 
Um, great. Final thoughts on, on this series. Uh, Malcolm, would you recommend it to anyone? Uh, yeah, I mean, if you love uh, Pokemon, if you kind of, uh, you know, in, into the world, I think this is a really great modern version of it. Uh, I had a lot of fun in the last episode. And, uh, I'm, you know, it's kind of like, it's a bit of a, it's a weird, like, mix of nostalgia, but like also a bunch of new stuff. It's Yeah. It's, it's cool that you were still able to enjoy it again, like after, you know, this show's been on for like, what, like how many years? Like over 20 years? 23 years. 23 years. 23 years. So the fact that like it's still able to like somehow feel fresh and modern. Um, yeah. I've, I've, I laughed more probably at more episodes of this than I did episodes of the current Simpsons run. <laughs> yeah. Just throwing shade at the current throwing Simpsons. shade at the current Simpsons. Um, yeah. Uh, what about you, Kyle? Yeah, I think it's good. I mean, um, I think like it's a really good show for kids, but there's stuff that can be enjoyed by anyone. Um, I could see myself like watching this show with my kid when she's older and like not being annoyed by it, you know? I think that's, that's the key thing. It's like, can you watch yeah. this kid's show and not be annoyed by it? And even me, yeah. like, I'm currently watching the current run. I'm excited um to see where ash goes i like the fact that ash has established an all-star line of pokemon he has like a gengar and a dragonite they're not just making him pick scrubs nice. he's a champion um yeah i think it's it's a really fun show and if you're into pokemon or if you if you're down for just watching something that's just kind of easy the world sucks right now sometimes you just want to watch a kid's show yeah yeah the, 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 yeah this is a it's a great point this is a great for like yeah whole family i think everyone can get involved with it totally Cool. All right. Uh, thanks for coming on, Kyle. And yeah, I guess, uh, dear listener, if you still remember, uh, the next episode we'll be uh, doing Pokemon Detective Pikachu, the movie. We're really excited to cover it. I know it's not an anime, but it's kind of going to be a cool anime adaptation to, to see how they actually made like a $150 million Pokemon movie. It came yeah. out, it existed with Ryan Reynolds as the voice of Pikachu. Yeah. Uh, you're in for a good time, Malcolm. I've seen it. It's fun. Oh, I haven't seen it at all. So yeah. I'm actually pretty stoked on it to be <laughs> after watching this. I'm really excited to do it because it is, it's a weird fucking movie. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, for, thanks for coming on, Kyle. All right, guys. Yeah, take care. Thank you, Kyle. Yeah. Talk to you later. Take care. Yeah, you can, you can find us on Is This Anime Pod on, on Twitter and Instagram. And yeah, thanks for listening, folks.